Hey guys, for Creative Kings Media, I'm Juan. And it's Corey. And you're here for the Halloween spooky edition of Gin and Topics. And today, Ooh. we have a very special guest who is our, our favorite guest thus far, Pootie and the Scoop. <laughs> we, need, we, we need better intros. <laughs> yeah, welcome back, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, anytime. Thanks for coming back. We're we're multiple guests. Yeah, yeah I know. You're our favorite guest. Very since, since. special guest. I would say back by popular man, but you're all back by you're the man. So we were asked about this one. Oh, okay. Really? Actually, I gave Juan the idea, and then on Friday I said, "Hey, Cam and Haley can do it." And Juan said, "No, you have to be there." And I was like, "No, they'll be good." And he said, "No, you got to go." So I was, I am back. By this man's by Wanda man. By Wanda yeah, man. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I did want you on the episode. You're a spooky person. We talk spooky things all the time. Thanks. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> well, I can't talk spooky things with Corey, you know, because doesn't watch scary movies. No, nah, I'm not here for it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you he right. goes to haunted houses. Well, that's because I know those actors. Well, so are the ones in movies. What is that movie? <laughs> Well, no, yeah, that sounds stupid. I'm sorry, <laughs> that was stupid. But no, you know, you know what I mean. Like I know, like I don't know. It's 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 weird. Well, like, you know that they're not gonna come home with you or something. Like yeah, that. like I, and I get a little. Can they though? <laughs> I was just. I think I think Hunter Houses are more so funny than actual scary. Those are the well, no. I think it's scarier because they could touch you. They don't touch you. They're not supposed to. Well. Well, have you never been to a haunted house? Have you? I have Let's not. I refuse okay, to so go. Okay, so how do you know they touch you? Then? I refuse to go. I mean, I've been to like, you know, like places that are Question. like. What's Question: that? What's If that? like, if it's like hot girl candy right now, says so go to a house, would you go? Maybe. Wait, what? I did not hear. It's like a, if a very cute like girl came to him, say, like, "Hey, you want to go on a date to a haunted house?" Like, would you suck it up then? Yeah. yeah I'll, suck, I'll suck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll suck it up. I'll suck it up. Like, I went to scary movies for dates. Mm-hmm. No idea about oh. scary movies. Things you do for love. I don't want to call it love. I mean, would you guys <laughs> try to coerce a guy to go to a haunted house with you? I would never ask anyone to go to one because I get scared. Hmm. But you've been before? No. How do you know you get scared? I don't like scary things. You watch scary movies all the time. When I'm in a group of like four people. You're in a group where you go to the house. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, basically, all of our logics are flawed. We we just don't like it. <laughs> if you don't like it, you I think those feel very real to me. Like opposite of you that it's happening in real life. Yeah. Whether they're actors or not, like I could get over it. But they're still chasing you. It's still things popping out. Yeah, there's there's monsters, there's fire, there's chainsaws, there's yeah. snakes. I don't need all that. What kind of house have you been to that has snakes? I haven't been to any haunted house. They don't have snakes. Oh no, I heard the edge of hell. They put you on a slide at the end, and it and they put you in a pit of snakes. No, I don't think that part. You is can't wrong. put somebody in a pit of snakes like you. They they're not poisonous. The they're like tiny snakes. You, they would hurt the snakes. Oh yeah. What, what about the people? I think animal safety. Is important too. Not at the edge of hell. Animal lives matter too. Yeah, it goes. Well, Julie was talking about that one haunted house in another state. I can't remember where it's at. That you get paid to make it through. Oh yeah, nobody's ever made it through. Isn't that the one you were talking about? Yeah, that's what I said. But nobody's ever made it through. Not the longest. I think was six hours. I think it's called the Matt 
The McKay or Mac? I think it's the it's McKay. Something like that. Mm, we have the Macabre Theater. Huh? The theater? No. Anyway, we have three haunted houses here. There's more than three. Is there? I mean, that's a three. That's a three to in the West Bottoms. There's a. I mean, World's of Fun has a haunted house every year. Uh, see, I've been to that, but, but I don't consider house. that like a real. There's like haunted hay rides out in like mm-hmm. Gardner and shit like that, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, Gardner, that's true. Kansas. I mean, is Gardner in Kansas? Gardner is in mm-hmm. Kansas. Kansas. Yes. Kansas. Okay. My cousin lives there. Is it haunted? Gardner, Kansas. <laughs> I mean, oh. Haley. Haley came from it. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, I like haunted houses. I don't like scary movies though. Like, but I love I, scary movies. I've seen the scary movies I have seen are because I was with the girl. I don't know. There's a noise. <laughs> it's, really, it's really getting spooky around here now. No, that wasn't planned. It was actually <laughs> no, a noise. that was a ghost. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know I don't ever like go to go to scary movies just because. Uh, I don't know. I I don't like I don't like scary previews to movies. Wow. Yeah, I can't. Well, pretty even, extreme. I'm at, the, I'm at the movie theater and it's a scary movie. Like preview, I, I like close my eyes. Like I like commercials that are for scary haunted houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I like scary movies, but only if they scare me, which I really haven't. I've struggled to find scary movies until was like the, recently. Was the Haunting in the Hill House not scary? Yeah, the Haunting of Hill House was scary. <laughs> it was freaky. That shit's good. Have you finished it? No, I'm in the last episode. Oh man, I saw, I saw bits and pieces of it with you, but like I, I can't do it. It's, it's just like it's not. It's not like just jump scares. It's like, it's just a creepy story. Like, you, you keep, obviously it's a binge show. So, like, each episode lives on a cliffhanger. And you want to find out, like, oh, shit, what happens next? Like, there, there's so much mystery just on the first episode. You're like, well, I want to find out what happens this and them. And I think the part that I saw, and I was like, this isn't for my life, was when um, the girl was, like, sleeping on a couch. And the other, like, thing would, like, hang above her. On oh, the first episode, oh, the bent neck lady, the bent neck lady. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't need this in my life. I'm no. Good. I mean, you know, it's scary enough being, you know, black in America. I don't need to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not? <laughs> Every day, spooked over. We're not a black man. No, you're right. Wait, so what's the scariest movie you've seen? Uh, Insidious. I haven't seen that yet. I've seen you've those. Never. I've never Those are actually them. really good. So good, really? and they like have the like really good them? plots. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why I enjoyed it because like it's scary. Like there's parts where it's scary and creepy, but like I want to know what happens to the story yeah. more so than like yeah. That's how I felt when we were watching the haunting, whatever. Yeah, you know, and I probably do need to watch it, but like in the daytime with all the lights on, mm-hmm. safety blanket, mm-hmm. three other people here. Um, but <laughs> a what? just a few. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna say like I feel like a lot of scary movies are just trying to scare you more so than having an actual plot mm-hmm. so that's why i can't because i'm more mm. focused on being scared than the actual plot of the story which yeah. is all should really matter that's true so would you watch a scary movie with me like you want to watch it no i'm good it's really good no the story behind it is so good yeah it is good okay cool or the conjuring i just watched the conjuring last week i, I think i've seen the conjuring one it's good i mean i'm not saying it's like the scariest movie i've ever seen but it is creepy like the whole, uh, if you've seen it out there, the one, the scene where the mom goes into the basement, it's just, no. that that part made me uneasy, and I was like, I can't watch this right and now. And actually, you know what? I'm about to say, I had one girlfriend in high school that was in love with scary movies, so that's when I seen most of them. Insidious was when mm. we were in high school, so that's when I saw that, like, it was like after homecoming or something like that, and everybody went to the movies, and I didn't have a choice. Yeah. So. And you didn't enjoy it? 
No, I did. Oh, I did. Okay, okay, okay. It was like actually a good movie though. It wasn't like just scary to be scary. I like, I've gotten to the point where like I'll just watch scary movies I know are gonna be shitty. So I've seen everything else. Mm-hmm. I don't like gory movies. Like not not that I don't like seeing it's just not entertaining. Like I want actually scary movies, not Yeah. Not like Saw. Like Saw's not scary. Saw is terrible horror movies. <laughs> like people out there are Thanks, gonna Sue. drag me. But I loved Saw. People be like, she's a trash movie critic. <laughs> Um, I like Saw as a movie. I just don't think it's that scary. You know, I like the Paranormal Activity. Those were entertaining yeah. to me. I do like Paranormal Activity. Those really freaked me out. Yeah, the first one, like, like had the story. Like those were like, yeah, you want to know what the happened. fourth one was weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't happen to that one. one. Fourth one was like the Hispanic family. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It like didn't feel like it fit in with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you guys have seen all of them. I mean. They're on like five or six now, I think. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, there was some I remember the last one I saw there. was like when it was like back in the day. Like it was like the original one. Mm-hmm. It was like a prequel or something. Wait, was it all the same house or it's all the same demon? I think it's the same demon, but they somehow connect like the family. What, right? Is yeah, right? yeah they I think there are multiple families. I don't think yeah, 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 yeah. But they like. Like the first two, like that girl is like all a little girl. Like people one of kill, them. It's like because people kill themselves. The demon convinced people to kill themselves, right? The families kill Maybe. themselves. Maybe. I need to see them again. Is that, those was, are really is good. That, is that Insidious I'm thinking about? Where like, I haven't seen Insidious. There is a... Uh, there, this one's about... No, it's not Insidious. What, okay, so what's the one that's about? Like A guy, like it's the same demon, but every time he comes around, he convinces a whole family com- to commit suicide? Like somehow? Have you seen this? No. There's multiple movies based off of it? I feel like there is. So, somebody in the audience probably knows what I'm talking about, but like it's... <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but that was that was another one that had like a really good story, and it was just like intriguing the way. It, yeah. I mean, obviously it's fucked up, like by all means, but like it was just a really good story. Huh? No. I mean, it sounds good. I like exorcism movies. Like. They become a bit. Well, yeah, it depends yeah, on the movie. Because like, I'm afraid to even Google that. I'm not even gonna Google. Like, even, I, like The Exorcist obviously is a classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like freaking out that we're talking about. The Conjuring is technically a movie, an exorcism movie, and the, the exorcism of Emily Rose that was really good. Did you Did you know that oh, happened okay. in St. Louis? Huh? The, the original Exorcist, like that movie. What about happened in St. Louis? Yeah. It, what uh, happened in St. Louis? Yeah, that's, I can't remember. Damn, I can't. I can't believe it, I don't remember. It. But yeah, there's a um, the hospital where it happened is still technically like open. Oh, wow. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't even know it happened in a hospital. Like, me neither. I thought it happened in a house. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, okay. House, hospital, whatever. So the house is still... Wait, there. no, no, no. They had her in a hospital. Same thing. Didn't they? I don't think so. That's a, okay, maybe a different story I'm talking about. Maybe they took her to a hospital? But anyway, it happened in St. Louis. You can probably Google that. Huh. I didn't know that. Well, that's your guys' claim to fame right there. That snow cones, hot dogs. Snow cones? Not snow cones. Uh, ice cream cones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. World's Fair 1904. Yep. And hot dogs? Hashtag Tedros. That was the first year they had hot dogs. Hmm. Toaster ravioli. Mm-hmm. St. Louis has a lot of invented foods that people don't even give us credit for, you know? But Panera. St. Louis bread. Oh, man. No, I know, I know, I know. But still. Uh, no, this will, like, I don't know. I've been noticed, like, a trend this year. Like, maybe it's just me, but I feel like 
Halloween has become more popular this year than other years. Because, like, I don't know. It's, it, obviously, it's big when you're a kid. But, like, when I was growing up, like, my early 20s, like, sure, you go to a party, but it wasn't, like, a big deal. I feel like it's just a big deal now. Like, it's a, it's everybody's, like, candy. And, like, yeah. It's definitely a party holiday now. But it's more so a party holiday than, like, there's more preparation in it than, like, a St. Patrick's Day or a Cinco de Mayo or something. Well, it's also because social media, like, it's really important to have an amazing costume. Like, now that you have social media, like, you got to be the best costume on social media or stuff like that. So, I feel like that's where it's become. And there's, like, good parties do count. And there's there's parties that give you, like, money for having Mm -hmm. the best costume. So, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, yeah, hype behind it now. There are also a lot of good things to be a costume of. What do you mean? Like, there are so many, like, hilarious memes that almost mm-hmm. like, oh, every yeah. generation. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. if you saw on a street, you'd be like, that's fucking funny. Like, yeah. Or just a random event that has happened. Yeah. Or, like, people carry on and make fun of or something. <laughs> Wait, yeah. like, what? <laughs> the little shark. No, let's just go with it. Yeah. The, the shark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, left shark. Yeah, 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 left shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I don't know. That was fucking dumb, but yeah. Um, I try to look up, like, the, uh, 2019 best, uh, costumes for this year. I mean, some of them are, like, I don't really agree with them. I well, mean, what's her name, uh, just dressing up as the girl from, uh, Bring It On? Yeah, yeah I've seen a few of those. I've she seen a few of those. Herself. She did. I was gonna say, <laughs> she was the girl. Yeah, she just was self. But, but she had her little daughter with her as a little mini-me. Um, I saw I, some Doodle Bob. I saw like the uh, Chris Tucker and the little girl from uh, Rush Hour. Uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the girl from Rush Hour? Saying the Chinese girl. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Just because I'm. No, we thought you were a fan of the movie. No, nah, she's too young for Rush Hour. Yeah, probably. I've seen the first one. Um, but yes, I was very young when I watched it. Hang on, her name. I'll remember it later. I know it's 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 kind of coming. Time. Um, I've seen a lot of it costumes. Of How course. did someone do Doodle Bob? Oh, they had a white T-shirt with uh, his face drawn, and then they carried around a giant pencil. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Man, SpongeBob has just been killing the meme game. Like, I don't know what it SpongeBob is. SpongeBob is killing everything. It's a classic show. He's not. I, I, I'm a head out. Those are the funniest ones. I'm a head out is probably one of the best <laughs> memes of 2019. Like, just hands down. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you guys don't have any costume ideas like that you're gonna dress up as, or that you were gonna dress Haley, up as. You were, uh, if you could. Hey, it was a food truck. It was. Oh yeah, I did see that. Funhouse burgers. So did you actually like give out food? Um no, I should have. I bought that costume like two hours before I went out. Mm. But I th- Those are my best think ideas. I'm gonna wear it again this weekend, and I might have snacks to go with it. Oh but yeah, I you, will sh- you have to. For them. Hmm, that's a good good way to make your money back in your yeah, costume. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna give away white cloth. So I should walk. I should be a tip drawer for Halloween. A tip jar. Yeah, or a tip drill. That's smart. Tip jar. Why was that tip drill? At the same time, it's a Nelly thing. I have a pretty face. I can never be a tip tip drill. What is a tip drill? It must be your ass because it ain't your face. Ah, uh, butterface. What? A butterface? Sure. Everything looks Everything good. Everything looks good by your face. Oh. You never seen that? Yeah, the clever. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Tip Drill. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I, I I think like I appreciate the uh, the way that Halloween culture is kind of taking over. Like it's one of my favorite holidays for sure. Like 
Everybody kind of gets gets in a good mood. Yeah. They party. They all the pumpkin spices back. Fall weather. I'm off this Friday for Halloween. So. I'm oh excited. man. You're off Friday. Mm-hmm. I just fucking stay. Well, the party like it's 1999. Mm-hmm. I'm seven years old. I don't know. Like, well, speaking of 1999, like, I guess not really. <laughs> not specifically 1999. <laughs> In the year. That would be too spooky if that actually happened. No, but, uh, I don't know, I feel like, uh, I don't know if it's just us as millennials, but we kind of, like, grew up with spooky things, like, yeah, Hocus Pocus, yeah, Hocus Pocus, Pocus, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Night. I feel like our parents probably did too, we just don't know them, but, yeah, we did have a lot of, like, scary, um, I mean, Frankenstein had kind of made comeback when we were kids. Yeah, I mean, there was just so Scooby many. do I mean, that's Scooby-Doo, always been around, yeah, yeah, yeah. but. I know it's, like, cartoonish, but still, it's, like, yeah. based around, like, a scary, like, monster Haunted, and stuff. yeah. And I mean, I, I always some. Siri, shut the up. <laughs> uh, and the dude's always some middle aged white male in a costume. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember. Kids. Yeah. I remember watching the uh, Scooby Doo Goes to Zombie Island. I don't know if you remember that. It was a movie. Mm-mm. So they go to like Louisiana and. You're getting so specific about this one. <laughs> one Scooby Doo episode. No, it's, it was a movie. It's a, uh-huh. It was like his first movie. And, like, they went to Louisiana, and they got, like, living in this man... Or, they visited someone in the mansion, there was zombies around. It was it was cool. Hmm. I think they were actual, like, ghosts, though. Like, they weren't, like, a fake thing. Yeah. What's your... Yuli, what's your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie... Um, The Nightmare Gets Me Every Time. The Dark Oh, my God. You're the one that, like, told me about that. Which, of course, we had to watch it right away, because I was like, well, this now sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, so what is the nightmare about? The nightmare is basically, it's a, the true tales of eight, just very, just very sad people. They're not sad. Sad people. The tales that they have to tell are very sad. Mm-hmm. It's just their, um, I guess it's their journey with having to deal with sleep paralysis and either how they've overcome it or how they have to continue to deal with it. Uh, yeah. Why is sleep paralysis scary? I think just the idea that, like, you can be awake and not move, but then you have, like, your all your senses are just, like, in overload. Oh, you like, your what? body's I, awake, but your mind still thinks that you're asleep. Is no, that your right? mind is awake, but your body is still... Okay, okay, I got to mix that you ever, Okay, so this, this is... I, I think I may have dealt with this before, and this is kind of... Like you? Yeah, I think so. Can has, sorry. Yeah, so, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be... I think I just, I'll be dreaming. I'm getting, like, chills just talking about this. Uh, I'll be like dreamy and like trying to wake up from the dream, but like I, I got my body just can't move. Like I, I, I want to like turn myself to wake up, but you know you turn yourself up, you start rushing, yeah. you can wake yourself up, and it's something I can't even like move to wake myself up. But you like you're aware of the fact that you can't move. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably that sleep paralysis, honey. Adam, luckily very mild. Stage. Yeah, because those now, stories are awful. Now what? Now what level have you had this? Because obviously it'll be like when I'm like. Hey, it looks like <laughs> it'll be like when I'm like st- stupid tired. Like, say, say I was sleeping at like five o'clock, I'd be with seven o'clock, and I, I can feel myself trying to get up, but I can't move my body because like I don't know if my I'm just in such a deep REM sleep that I, my body just like, no, you're not going anywhere. But my mind is like, wake up, wake up, you need to move, you need to move your arm, 
Okay, you can't move your arm. Try to move your leg. Okay, you can't move your leg. Try to move your hips. You can't move your hips. And then I just eventually, like, something snaps where I do. Yeah. Is it a similar dream each time? Is that exact pattern. And I'm going through, so I'm going through that same pattern for like, like 25 so, minutes in my head. Like, wow. So wait, it's happened more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say about a handful of times. Like the most recent time I remember, I was like up. I think I took a nap like maybe like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and I'm just up. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, I need to go to bed. I'm watching Seinfeld, so I turned Seinfeld off. And yeah, I think I had to be at work for like at like seven or something like that. And I tried to wake up. And I just remember like I couldn't. I tried. To, okay, move your shoulder, move your arm, move your legs, Whoa. move your feet. So I know that it's not like a scary movie per se, but. Everything else to me is like, okay, at the end of the day, maybe I'll be like, I'll stare at my mirror on my door, on my closet doors, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope something scary doesn't pop up, you know, or whatever, from like a scary movie that I watched. But in reality, like, that is one thing that could literally happen to me, and I cannot imagine like... Sleep paralysis? Yeah. Having chronic sleep paralysis. And then just being like, oh, there's a fucking shadow at my door. Right. Like, I love that for myself. Oh, there's a demon cat. I know, but Cam's story really scared me. What happened? He said that he was like, so he's had it before, but it was mild, but there was like one time where it actually scared him. And he said he was sleeping on a friend's couch, I think. Not us, right? Not us. Oh, thank God. And he had like woken up. And he fell off the couch. But all he could see, like, after he fell off the couch was, like, a bookshelf. And then it started getting... And the couch apparently... Or the couch and, like, a chair in the living room, like, flew up. And then his eyes, like, went to, like, a bookshelf or something. And as it got darker, this, like, voice started laughing. Mm. And as the bookshelf got darker, it started getting louder and louder. And then eventually he just woke up on the couch. Still. Like, didn't even fall off. But, like, the whole time he thought he'd fallen off. Mm. And I was like, that's not okay. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking scary. Like, that yeah. is scary. Even if it is a dream when you wake up fine, like. Because, you know, in the documentary, they were, like, sometimes just talking about it to someone will make it come back again. Yeah. So I'm worried that, that at some point... I know, now I'm freaking ...that out. I keep talking about it. Because I talk about it, you know, a lot. A lot. A few so, people, yeah, like... Then I'm like, it's going to happen to me because, like, I'll be thinking about it when I go to sleep. I don't want that to happen to me. That's scary. I don't either. So I think my problem with scary movies in general is I, I believe in, like, uh, a spiritual realm where, like, mm-hmm. these kind of things exist. So I think because I actually believe in them, I know they exist in my head. Like, I have faith that they exist. That when I watch a movie where there's like spirits and demons and things haunting people, I, I know that happens. I know from I, my belief is that those ha- things happen in real life. So it's just too real for me. Yeah. I, I, I get that. It's just too real for me. So like, I do the, think I do think that people have to deal with demons visiting them and stuff like that on like a regular basis. Like whether that demon is, is with them because they have a spirit of like alcoholism or, you know, drugs or like right. um, they schizophrenia, they hear voices. Like I think... People that hear voices of schizophrenia, they're actually hearing things that they, something that's attaching them. Yeah. Hmm. Whether that's come from their parents, like there's such thing as generational curses, there's such things as like, you know, just the, all those different things that I believe in. It's just all too real. Like I know that, you know, we try to say everything's science, but at a certain point, there's things that science can't prove. And like that's, that's facts. It's, there's certain things that science can't prove or say it's that, that didn't happen or could happen. Like it's just a lot. And I'm good. I think in, especially in America, it's like very easy for us to just be like, uh, 
there's another reason why this, this yeah. is happening. You know, yeah. like there's all these other things that would make way more sense than the fact that like straight up another dimension or another world yeah, exists. Or like yeah. another plane on this earth. We're too smart for all that. We think like yeah. yeah. But like if you look at other countries, like if you look at Asia, a lot of them are straight up like, yeah, we we practice these things because one thousand percent this happens to us. Whether or not it's like a good spiritual visit spiritual visiting from like an ancestor or something like that. Or it's like a people getting to best um possessed to best to best I hear this. Um possessed. Um they're way more like accepting of the fact that, that the life we're not the is. only ones. Yeah. Yeah, when I mean, which I think the way it I think that's the way it like should be. Like, I don't think like it's one thing for you not to believe in, but there's just certain things you can't explain. Yeah, for like, sure. It's just certain things you can't explain. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's what makes the uh, movie so scary for me. The paralysis one is because yeah, you're right. I mean, it could happen to me, and like I, I've never been more terrified of a movie than the nightmare. So. Yeah, everyone Anybody, watch it. Yeah, everyone watch it because it is literally the scariest movie I've ever seen yeah. because of the fact that it's so real. And like, yeah. the, I see it the same way that you see like these demon movies. Like, the fact that you think that this could actually happen to you, or it does happen to people. Yeah, yeah. And or I'm it like, is happening. To right, right. I'm I'm that way with like the sleep paralysis things. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Once I watch it, I'm like, now it's in my head. I was scared to go to sleep that night. But you don't think you've ever experienced it? What sleep paralysis? Yeah. No. So, and I, I, know, I know another reason why I was present. I remember my pastor when I was growing up, and like, she used to have real ass conversations with us, as a pastor should do. But she was like, yeah, I mean, there's stories about people, and I think this is kind of what you're saying, this may be the same. There's stories of people that feel like they'll like wake up and they'll be like, a demon just sitting on their chest or something like that. That's where it originates from. Like, oh, like hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. I don't know. They like, I think they talk about they it briefly in the documentary that, I mean, like, if you look back in like, historical books and stuff they're like drawings of women like sleeping and they'll just be like a, a gremlin or like a weird looking cat on their chest and stuff and yeah that, like, cats. She said cats to, too. yeah, yeah cats was in the movie it. okay cool. that's why i don't fuck with cats there's this story <laughs> though okay so this one guy one of the main guys in the story i'm good you don't have to tell me no, no i want to hear it it's one complete the, dark in here I, i'm already one scared. of the main guys in the documentary was talking about how he had fallen asleep with his friend and his girlfriend and his girlfriend, right? Sleeping next to him. Yeah. So they all three they fell asleep in the bed. And he woke up and next to him, I mean he was in paralysis, and next to him, right over the bed, was like this really big dark figure. And With he red said eyes. it had red eyes. And it was like, I'm gonna kill you, you're gonna die tonight, you're gonna die right now. Like just kept talking to him like Bro, that. Bro, that's so real. But listen, so the girl sleeping next to him woke up screaming. And he was like, and so it like shook him out of his sleep paralysis because she had just experienced it too. And he was like, what's wrong? Why are you screaming? Because he was like, bitch, I'm the one over here with the demon talking to me or like this thing talking to me. And she was like, there was this black cat on my chest and it was looking straight at you and it was talking to you in a different tone. I couldn't understand, but I could tell it was saying like not good things to you. And then she was like, it had red eyes. Corey, it's real. No, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare well, you. Too bad. But I mean, like, oh my god! I, I think I'm you done. should watch the documentary. I'm not watching okay. that mess. No, no, you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. couldn't pay me to watch that. You shouldn't. Like, you, you couldn't lose my money. Like, I've seen it scary. twice. I don't. Like, it's <laughs> I've like, seen it three times. It's good. It's like acting soldiers. Uh, not, not. I'm not comparing myself to a soldier, but like 
to watch war movies properly. Like they don't, yeah. they've experienced that, or not experienced, but they believe, like they they know that's they know what it's like. Like yeah, right. Uh, I get that. No, I I honestly like I would if you have experienced sleep paralysis, I don't think that you should watch them. No, only because. But for someone who wants to understand it, you can easily it. get triggered into doing it. Oh into yeah, it happening again. <sighs> so yeah. I would and not. Oscar even said his sister experiences it too. And she and... gets it like pretty regularly. Nope, I'm good. Next subject. Anyway. Oh, I'm man. Sorry. Oh, welcome back to another uh, <laughs> spooky episode. Um, in case you guys didn't know, our. Recording studio is completely pitch black, so it kind of adds to us being a little freaked out. But good news is the uh, last night segment will be uh, the most fun. So that's good news. But we're going to keep on with the spooky theme. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up, um, or what I wanted to do with you guys, is bring up some scary stories that we, we maybe all have. I, it could be a personal story. It could be... An urban legend from the city or something that you know of, but one that and one thing that I did like just stumble upon this week, uh, it's it's this like chart. It's the scariest urban legends in each state. So most of us are from what Missouri or Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'll read you the ones from our state at least. So like for example, like Missouri. Uh, let's see. You guys know where Wildwood, Missouri is? Yeah, we know. Oh, so you already know what I'm going to talk about. No, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but I know. Wildwood, it's like out, like, it's like past, um, like West County. It's like, it's like West West. It's, it's pretty far out. Really? Okay. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they're like short descriptions of each urban legend. I'm sure you can like go out and Google them if you really want more detail, but Zombie Road in Wildwood, Missouri. So... It says stories about strange deaths along the road as far back as Native American times and drownings in the nearby river made it a fun haunted spot for teenagers for decades. But many of them have perished in strange accidents too. Today, dark shadows follow you seen only out of the corner of your eye. I'm sorry, this is not funny. What? But like, why did they market it as like a fun... Haunted spot for teens uh, you know today. How, you lovers know how lane. kids are. You know how kids are. Like Wildwood, Missouri, Lovers Lane. You're telling me as a as a teenager, you never went to like scary places around town. Oh, we had one like that in Gardner. Really? Yeah, called Crybaby Bridge. Oh, what's that Ooh, one? That about? sounds creepy. Yeah. So I don't. I can't even point out like where it is in town. It might be like outside of town, but you would take your car. You would park on. Um, like on the road right before the bridge or kind of on the bridge and you would take like baby powder or sometimes your car would get like dusty okay um so it needs to be like covered with like a light film of some type of dust or whatever and you would say like crybaby bridge three times or something weird like that <laughs> and then you just kind of sit there and if you got out of your car there were like handprints in the I know, <laughs> like handprints in the dust or in the baby powder that you put on your car. And apparently the story, if anyone from Gardner is listening to this, I'm probably going to get it wrong. Apparently, like, 
there was a mom who like drowned her children or something in a body of water nearby. So it was, it's supposedly that's the, more fucking sad than it is. Yeah, it's like, awful. Fucking, well, it was like I mean, not that it doesn't make it sad, but like a long, long time ago. So what happened when you tried it? Um, there was one little handprint. Really? Like, one actually? One time I did it, and then I was like, came never coming back here. We also had, like, haunted this old abandoned house uh-huh. that people would go to in, like, big groups. Um, and I patiently <laughs> waited outside because I was not about that. Yeah. Nothing Nothing ever happened with that one, though? No. People would just try to, like, freak each other out while you were in there. So I don't think you ever knew what was real or not like sound wise and you'd go out when it was pitch black they did have a barn that had like old baby cribs and stuff in it which was kind of creepy and there's like um some tombstones outside like interesting a family had lived there so long ago that you just like buried your family yeah like in your on your land you know yeah so didn't mean to steal your story i no no i mean i didn't have a story like that i was i was very interested like that's great because like I know it's sidetrack here, but that bridge thing Mm-mm. for anybody that lives here, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not sure if there is really a place in like Casey Mo that I've gone to, but Casey K, there's been a couple of places. Uh, there's this place called Sour Castle that's like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's in the Argentine area, but it's like really on top of a hill mm-hmm. and it's like a gated off piece of land with this creepy ass looking house in the middle um so of course like as teenagers in high school like we drive by and see like oh do you see anything like, mm-hmm. um i'll admit i never really saw anything at that place like it, it just wasn't it wasn't what it was hyped up to be i think but there's this abandoned uh, mental hospital in kck2 okay um <laughs> off of like god what is that i think seventh street so uh, people out there know what I'm talking about. Like, there's a giant like cross in like the field with soccer, with, like soccer goals and stuff. So if you drive by, you know you can't miss it. But there's like an abandoned mental hospital up there. So me and a buddy just tried decided to drive up there just to like we'll see what happens because you know obviously this place has been abandoned for like years. So there's no lights and everything. Windows kind of busted out, or whatever. So we're just driving by like slowly and seeing whatever. <laughs> And, um, so it was me and like two other friends. Okay. So like, I'm just trying to paint a picture here. So, uh, and also we don't like, want your painting, sir. what's that? We don't want your painting. Corey's getting freaked out. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. So as someone like me, like, you know, that I'm not really like a believer in like ghosts and spirits and stuff. That's just me. I'm not saying that I discredit anybody that has experienced anything. It's just, I don't really experience much anything like that, but we were driving by one night and it was, I guess it was kind of a winding night because the, the drapes on like the window, of course, they were like going back and forth or whatever, like just back and forth, back and forth. And like, after staring it for a while, like we saw like one of them like go back and like just stop. And we all freaked out. We all freaked out and like drove off. And to make it even worse, my eyes are watering. To make it even worse. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that. To make it even worse. I had, like, I was, like, crying out of one side of my, like, one eye was crying out, and I was, like, everybody look at my face, like, I have a tear coming out, and I don't know why, like, this is weird, so, like, we got the fuck out of there, like, it was just the weirdest shit ever, like, that was, like, the freakiest shit I've ever seen. 
I'm sorry, Corey. Oh, Corey <laughs> I'm is sorry, Corey. Stressed out. But uh, before we before we get into ours, get into ours. <laughs> what have we been doing? I, that wasn't even my story. That was a side. Oh night. my god! <laughs> I'm not going to survive this night. Uh, this one I have heard about. So I'll, I said the Missouri one. I have to say the Kansas one. But this one I have heard about. Uh, you're from Kansas. Have you ever heard of Stole, Kansas? Stole? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so Stole, I drove through one time, and it's Where kind of it? like the creepiest little town I've ever driven through, but it, it, it's like right outside of Topeka. So if you take the long way from Lawrence to Topeka, you'll run through it. Okay. Um, but basically, so this one was called The Gateway to Hell in Stole, Kansas. So basically, the uh, brief description of it, it says, one of the several gateways to hell in America... The stairs in an old demolished church open to the other side on Halloween and the spring equinox. And it's not mentioned on this little chart here, but I have heard a rumor that like the last pope we had, whenever he was flying in America, would refuse to fly over Stoll, Kansas or the area around it. The last what? The last pope we had. So like, I'm not, I don't even know if that story's true, but that's just a rumor that I heard. I mean... Uh, I've so driven through that town, and that town's really weird. What? The other side. The stairway in an abandoned church, demolished church, goes to like the other side, basically. Oh. But it only opens twice a year, they say. Basically, on the uh, daylight savings. So I think I'll stay home on Halloween, actually. Now. Change your mind. Yeah, I'm not no, going. I'll be fine. Uh, but no, I mean, but that that was a sidetrack. Really, I wanted to, it's just to you guys to like. Is there a scary story that you guys have or that you want to share with the uh, the audience? Yeah, let me let me go first. Get this out of the way. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> scare yourself first. Yeah, so this is a story about a uh, death that happened in my hotel. I work at the Hilton President. So okay. we, so back in the day when, our, when the hotel originally opened in 1926, we had about 400-something um, rooms or so. So we had like – so now we have like four doors. Like where there's a door, but that's actually like – not a door, because mm-hmm. you can't, you know, put, replace a whole door frame in a mm-hmm. hotel, a historic hotel like that. You have to like keep everything as original as possible. So all the room, none of the rooms had like bathrooms and everything like that. They were just like a room, a bed, a TV, and like you know the the restroom was like down the hall. So uh, this story starts out um, on January second, nineteen thirty nineteen thirty five at one one twenty p.m. A lone man checked into the President Hotel in downtown Kansas City. He had no luggage besides a comb and a toothbrush and asked for an interior room on a high floor of the hotel. He checked in under the name Roland T. Owen. And he complained to the bellboy about the outrageous price of a neighboring hotel after checking in and receiving his room, room 1046. On the 10th floor, he left the hotel only to be seen immediately throughout his, only to be seen intermittently throughout his stay. Though this man's behavior struck the president, the president's hotel staff as odd, they didn't think much of him. After all, the hotel often played host to out-of-towners and businessmen looking for some late-night company, and, less, and the less staff got involved, the better. The staff wouldn't give his behavior another thought until six days later when the man turned up dead. His hotel room, a brutal bloodbath, as he describes to the police the brutal screen the brutal brutal scene, questions arose about the man's behavior prior to his death, bringing to light just how strange the behavior had been. On January third, one day after Owen checked in to the hotel, the hotel maid Mary Soptic stopped by to clean his room. 
It was found, it was around noon, and most of the hotel's residents were out for the day. However, upon reaching Owen's room, Sopcich found the door to be locked from the inside. She knocked and Owen opened the door. After insisting she could come back later, Sopcich eventually, eventually entered. She found the room in almost complete darkness with the shades tightly drawn and only light coming from a small, dim table lamp. As she cleaned, Owen mentioned that he had a friend coming to visit him shortly, and would she mind not locking the door? Sopcich agreed, and Owen left the room. Four hours later, Sopcich returned to the room, 1046, with fresh towels. She found the door still unlocked from when she had cleaned the room after that afternoon, and upon entering, found Owen laying fully clothed on top of his still-made bed, seemingly asleep. A note on his bedside table read, Don, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next morning, January 4th, Soptic's strange interactions from room 1046 continued. Around 10.30 a.m., she stopped by to make the bed and found Owen, Owen's door to be locked from the outside as it would be when patrons left. Assuming Owen was not inside, she opened the door with her, with her master key to her surprise, Owen was sitting inside the room in, a, in the chair in the corner of the room, and she as she cleaned. I'm sorry, I'm reading this terribly. As she cleaned, the phone rang, and Owen picked up. No, Don, I don't want to eat. I am not hungry. I just have breakfast, he said. After a moment, he repeated, "No, I am not hungry." After he hung up, Owen began interrogating Sopcich about her job and hope in the hotel. The first time he had ever really spoken to her. He asked her about how many rooms was in was she in charge of, what kind of people lived in the President Hotel, if any, and again complained about the price of the neighboring hotel. Sopcich answered, quickly finished cleaning and left on alone in room 1046. It was only after she left that she realized that since the door had been locked from the outside, someone had to have locked Owen in his room. Later that day, Sopcich returned with fresh towels having taken the ones from the room that morning. However, as she knocked, this time, she heard two voices in the room rather than just Owen. When she announced that she had fresh towels, a loud, deep voice told her to leave, claiming they had, our, they had enough towels. Though she knew that she had removed all the towels from the room that morning, Sophie left the two men alone, not wishing to intrude on what clearly a sensitive and private conversation. That same afternoon, the President Hotel got two more guests whose presence would contribute greatly to the mystery of what happened to Ronald T. Owen in room 10 to 46. Sorry, that's a long story. The first was John Owen, of no relation to Roland. She had come, I guess that's Jean. Um, she had come to Kansas City to meet her boyfriend for the day and decided that rather than drive all the way back to her hometown on the outskirts of the city, she would stay for the night in the hotel. Upon checking into the Hilton President Hotel, something Hilton, sorry, the President Hotel, Jean Owen was given the room, the key to room 1048, right next door to Roland. That night, according to a police statement, she heard a repeated commotion. I heard a lot of noises which sounded like it was on the same floor and consisted largely of men and women talking loudly and cursing. She said in her statement, when the noise continued, I was about to call the desk clerk but decided not to. The other hotel guest was not quite a, the other hotel guest was not quite a guest. What is that? 
The other hotel guest was not quite a guest at all. This is like poorly written. The bellhop who had been on duty that night described her as a commercial woman who often frequented the rooms of the hotel's male patrons late at night. On the evening of January 4th, she came into the hotel searching for a man in room 1026. However, despite being very prompt customer, the woman couldn't seem to find the man she was looking for. After searching for well over an hour on multiple floors, she gave up and went home. Both of the women's statements would raise more questions about the fate of the man in room 1046. The next morning, the bellhop received a call from the hotel's telephone operator. The phone in the room 1046 had been off the hook for 10 minutes without anyone using it. The bellhop went up to the check, went up to check on Owen and noticed the door was locked with a do not disturb sign hung on the doorknob. He knocked on the door and Owen told him to come in. However, when the bellhop told Owen the door was locked, he got no response. The bellhop knocked again once again, then yelled for Owen to hang up the phone, assuming Owen had simply been drunk and knocked it off the hook. However, an hour and a half later, the telephone operator called the bellhop again. The phone in room 1046, 1046 was still off the hook and hadn't been hung up at all. This time, the bellhop let himself into Owen's room with the master key. The man was lying naked on the bed, seemingly drunk. Not wishing to deal with him, the bellhop simply straightened the phone, placed it back on the hook, and locked the door behind him, reporting to his manager. Reporting on to his manager. To his surprise, an hour later, the telephone operator called again. The phone was again off the hook, though not in use. This time, when the bellhop opened the door, he found a bloodbath. Owen was sitting curled in the corner of the room, his head in his hands, suffering multiple stab wounds. The bed sheets and towels were stained with blood, and all the walls were splattered with, splattered with it. The bellhop immediately called the police, who took Owen straight to the hospital, where doctors discovered that Owen had been tortured viciously. His arms, legs, and neck had been restrained by some kind of cord, and his chest sustained multiple stab wounds. He also suffered a punctured lung and a fractured skull. Roland T. Owen was pronounced dead at the hospital shortly after arriving. The doctors also discovered that wounds on Owens had been inflicted well before the bellhop's first trip to Owens' room that morning. They ascertained that he had attempted to call for help multiple times, but hadn't been able to make it farther than picking up the phone due to his injuries. When the investigation <laughs> searched the room, the strangers, the strangers continued. There were no clothes in the room at all, and, and, and nothing matching the description of Roland Owen had when he checked in. The hotel amenities such as a soap and toothpaste were also missing, as well as anything that could have been a murder weapon. The only thing of note that detectives found were four small fingerprints on a telephone stand, though they were never identified. Furthermore, detectives found that Roland T. Owen never existed. There was no record of such a man living anywhere in the United States, and they implored the public to come forward with any information they had about the mysterious murder victim. Shortly thereafter, the neighboring hotel that Owen had complained so much about came forward claiming that a man matching the description had stayed at the hotel on January 1st. He had checked in under the name Eugene K. Scott. However, upon further investigation, the police reached the same day, the same day end they had with Roland T. Owen. No, name, no man named Eugene K. Scott had any record of ever existing. Over the next couple of months, various people identified the body as a loved one, though none of the identification stuck. Finally, the case ran cold and detectives decided to bury the body as they arranged for a small funeral, a bouquet of flowers, and a donation to cover the 
the funeral call showed up at the funeral home with a letter that read love forever lucille a year later a woman named ogletree claimed that owen scott owen scott was her son who had been missing for years she claimed his name was artemis ogletree and that he had been staying at another casey area hotel the time he went missing there were, though there wasn't any more evidence to support her case, police were eventually inclined to leave her, though experts claim it is only based on lack of evidence in the rest of the case. To this day, the case remains unsolved, open yearly by Kansas police as a new piece of evidence unfold. For the time being, however, it seems the mystery of room 1046 may never truly be solved. Wow. So is that can people stay in that room now? So I don't actually. Or, or is it? I I would have to get like at the old blueprints. I don't know where it's at oh. exactly. But yeah. Because I guess it's been remodeled a bit. Or like, yeah. Any evidence is probably long gone. Yeah. In the room at least. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Remodeled. Huh. So that's that always like blows my wow. mind when there's like murders at a hotel and it goes unsolved because how many people right. are around? That could hear something. It's just crazy. Yeah, for him like to be stabbed and like the bellhop walking the room and not notice. Yeah. That that makes me think Maybe that the bellhop was, bell was in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was was he's only eyewitness? Was he? I guess they didn't like specify if he was laying in the dark again. Mm-hmm. But he said he was laying on his stomach. He was laying there naked. Yeah. That's a creepy story. That is creepy. I'm glad I can creep you all out. Were you getting creeped out when you were? Yeah, researching? I was like crying. I can tell your eyes look watery. Yeah, well, I was reading the story right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this game, guys. Oh, it's not even a game. Do you get, are you going to be scared now when you go to work? Yeah. Who are you? Well, no, I'm going to be scared when I go to bed tonight. What do you mean? Oh. I Just to... put some TV on. Yeah. Yeah, I signed for the snap. Yeah. Pooty, what's your story? You had a quick one, right? Yeah. Sorry, was that long? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a good one. Hers was. Mine's uh, not that good. She said hers wasn't that Mine's long. Mine's just like more of an urban legend type thing. Yeah, I love Urban Legends. Okay, so I guess you could call call it that. Okay, so, so it's for, about submitted for the approval of the eight PM Society. We call this one. Okay, so it's about <laughs> the Epperson House. Have you? Heard oh that? yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't heard about it, but okay. you brought it up and well, got excited. It was on the University of Missouri, Kansas City's beautiful Volcker campus, mm. where we all is it a Dow House? No, is it that place that the, used to be like the frat house or not the frat house? It's the big mansion. It used, was used as a dormitory. Yes, that place. When it was donated to the school. So, um, Uriah Epperson is the owner. That's where they get the name. And his wife, Mary Beth Epperson, I believe is her name. Um, so he moved to Kansas City when he was eight. So he's pretty much lived in Kansas City his whole life. Um, he was a banker and also got most of his money from insurance and meatpacking industry. So he was like super rich, obviously. Um, he built this huge house. Um, it had like 54 rooms. It had a swimming pool, a custom built organ, which like that part is important. And then had a barber shop in it, like all this crazy stuff. And they built wow. it for $450,000, which like you've seen that house on campus. It's massive. That's, I mean, that's a lot of money. To I mean, on. back then. Yeah, it's I was like, what's 450000 equivalent to the back then? Like, I don't know. I should have looked that up. That's fine. 100 million or something. What year was that? Um, when was it built? 
1923. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot well, of money. Well, they started building it in 1919. So, yeah, I mean, it's a ton of money, but it's just, like, crazy. Uh, oh, and there's a tunnel in it linking the east and west wings, which I think is cool. That's pretty cool. Because, like, I want a house big enough to have a tunnel in it. Um, <laughs> but apparently it is haunted. How so? And so, well, there's, like, different things that have happened and a lot of them I couldn't find a ton of like more recent hauntings and like things that security guards had noticed but specifically like the 70s and 80s um there's a story about a security guard who was parked outside like after doing a patrol or something and he was sitting there nope nope and he felt this huge like basically it felt like another vehicle crashed into his and so you hear the sounds, you hear tires screeching, and you hear broken glass. So he got out to see, like, what the hell just happened. And there's no broken glass. There's no other car. But his car moved forward eight inches because there was, like, tires uh, marks Whoa. on the ground. So there's stuff like that. Um, there's been sightings of just lights and things. Um but him, so Uriah and mm-hmm. the Epperson's, they, yeah, Mary Beth, they lived in this home. Uriah only lived there for like four years before he died. But the biggest like haunting story is that they adopted this girl who was like a musical prodigy and she like went to the Kansas City Art Institute school or something like that. But they, that's why they built this organ in the home Mm. and she apparently died like as an adult but died from like a perforated gallbladder or something (laughs) and there and uriah had like a psychiatric breakdown and murdered his wife and then killed himself and then now apparently people have seen like at night there'll be lights on and then they'll see like an arm with a blue suit coat like trying to turn the lights off and that's supposed to be Uriah um and people have said they've seen like a younger adult woman in like a gown as if she was going to play like a recital in the organ walking around that's supposed to be their daughter Mm -hmm. but also I was today years old when I found out that all of that is a lie Apparently. Oh, my God. So, okay, not the haunting parts. The lie is that, because that's the first thing I ever heard about the house, is that a man went, like, crazy and murdered his wife um, after their daughter died. Right. But apparently that part is not true. But they do say that the hauntings are still true. And it's been on a lot of popular... Like Ghost Hunters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like there's episodes. You can watch them on YouTube. I oh. think they were on like a bigger like national, yeah, like Ghost Hunters right. or something. I don't think it was Ghost Hunters, but something like that. Um, and just, sometimes they do this. tours through it, but it's just like empty. His wife donated it to the school and it was used as a dormitory and now it's just literally an empty building. I don't even know. Like I'm sure they maintain it a little bit, but I think it's, there's just nothing in there. It's just yeah. this house that umkc owns and they're doing nothing with we try to walk uh up to the house and like look through all the windows see if any doors are open yeah i mean you could get in if you wanted to like you can yeah sneak through one of the bases i kind of did i mean we were looking at it like i don't know yeah there was something at the beginning of this month where it was a walking tour and i think they spent like half the tour 
in the building. They actually actually let you in, but they only um, let 15 people do it. At a time? Or just in general? In general. There's only one time slot. So I don't know. I was like, I want to see what it looks like on the inside. I do too. I bet it's freaking... Awesome. Did, you, I know. did you ever hear about the uh, the Limp Brewery Mansion uh, growing up? The Limp Mansion? Yeah. Um, funny that you say that because one of my best friends, Sam from high school, well, I was really close to his girlfriend, but we all hung out like in his big group. It was mostly just him and his best friends and us two. Um, his family owns that mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And specifically well, his uncle. So I've been there before and everything. Yeah, yeah. I've been I, I've been in there like for dinner and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like it's just like didn't like seven of family members commit suicide in that house or something like that. Um, I know that it's like haunted, but I've never asked him like the story behind mm-hmm. it. So I think the story behind it because I, I had a girlfriend that grew up like literally around the corner from it. Um, and I think the the, the, the reason it's haunted is because like literally seven family members Jeez. killed themselves in the house. It's freaking nice though yeah i mean it's it, beautiful yeah it's a beautiful house but like it's just that's, i mean i wouldn't that's, doubt it because they, they have they have a haunted house like like down the street from it that's supposedly like would connect to the house because the house has tunnels i think that lead mm-hmm. to the actual brewery Ooh, that's interesting that's cool that sounds like a cool place i always wondered if um old block was haunted because it used to be a mansion like it's like uh, one of kansas city's oldest mansions really that got converted into like a, a school educational cool. building yeah I can see that because, like, well, yeah, you get that's down why, to, like, the computer that's why lab. the, like, admin side is all, like... Room, basically. Yeah, it looks like a living room. I mean, yeah. if that part yeah. doesn't change. Huh. But I always wonder if it was haunted. I always got creeped out when they're, like, late at night. Yeah, it, it's it a little quiet kind of, in like, there. dungeony in there. No, the, the computer Compared lab felt dungeony. Yeah. I mean, that really was a basement, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a cellar. A cellar. Huh. But, yeah... Uh, okay. it's a little scoop. Mine's like short. Sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah. So there's this woman who had recently moved into an apartment, and it was one of those apartments. It's kind of like the one over here where there's like the courtyard, mm-hmm. and you can see other. Like if you look out, you, you know you can see, see other apartments. But everything was like level, so if she looked out, she could see directly into another apartment. Mm-hmm. So she was just chilling, hadn't really met any of her neighbors, and she'd only been there for maybe a week. And one night, she went to go close the curtains, and she looked over, and right across from her, some guy was just staring into her apartment. She was like, okay, well, that's like a little weird, but maybe he's not staring directly into my apartment. Maybe it just looks like he's staring into my apartment, but he didn't have, like, from what she could tell, like a telescope or anything. So she was like, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the courtyard, like above that he was looking at. And then I came to my window and I just caught his eye. So he looked over. Right. Um, So she just closed her curtains and she went to bed. The next day, she got home from work. It was nighttime. And she was like, wow, it's a little stuffy in here. I'm going to open up the window. So she goes to the window to open it up. And the guy is like there again, just still staring into her fucking apartment. She's like, okay. This is too much of a coincidence, but I'm just going to keep my do- my window closed because I don't know what this guy is doing. He's starting to kind of give me the creeps. So the next day, it's during the day this time, she's like, I'm going to go open up my, my curtains. It's daylight. I don't have to work today. She opens them and he's still there. 
just standing there staring at her directly into her apartment. And she's like, I'm calling the cops. This is too much. I can't deal with this. I mean, this is a nuisance. It's annoying. Like, I should feel safe in this apartment. Didn't know there was going to be weirdos as my neighbors or, or else I wouldn't have moved in. So she calls the cops and they go check in his apartment and the cop comes back and she was like, well, I see he's gone from the window. So you obviously got him to move. Did he tell you why he was staring at my apartment? And the cop was like, ma'am, he hung himself two days ago. Oh, no. Isn't that such a creepy story? I'm sorry. No. Yeah. It's not funny. I'm not a psychopath. But it, when I read it, it I got chills. I was like, oh, my God. She was staring at a dead man. This dead man was just staring into her apartment building. I am seriously done. <laughs> I don't like that one. I'm done. I thought you were going to say that it was I'm like a cardboard out. cutout or something. Of like. I thought he was, I was like, he he was dead. Like, uh, but I was like, how would a dead body just stand up? Right. Weekend at Bernie's. That's awful. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah. I'm sorry. It gives you chills, though. Because it you're does. Like, Ew. The you don't have anything else, right? I have mine. Okay. I'm I'll make it. Mine's really, mine's really short. But Corey, I'm already going to apologize. Mine was a good break. Mine was no, <laughs> people. I had to go to bed at night. I know. And not cry. Okay, but Corey, mine wasn't like supernatural or anything. It was just the body. Was, like, but the, it's the, like, the it's buffer. cringy because like, it's just cringy. It is. That one is like, ugh. Like, oh, man. Did mine freak you out was... you were so close to a haunted mansion all years ago? <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to make mine short and sweet. Um, so, you know, you know, I'm a big Redditor, so like mm. I go down rabbit holes. This is um, creepy if it's from Reddit. Oh god! Like Reddit and like creepy creepy pasta. Pasta. It's not creepy pasta. This is like a guy who, it was it was almost like an AMA type thing. But this guy works as like a search and rescue officer, um, nope. for like I'm parks and stuff. I'm already good. I'm already good. <laughs> I'm good. People. So he gives like he, he yeah, gives like just accounts going. of his um, some of the weirdest things that has happened to him while on the job. I'm not gonna go through all these. I will share the link with you guys if you'd like, but. I'm just going to go through like a couple and just, like I said, this, this, these are his accounts from him on the job. He's a liar. <laughs> You're right. He is a liar. What area of the map? Um, That's pretty like. Yeah. I don't know if he, yeah, I was like, I don't know. Since he's a rescue officer, like, I don't know if that's information that maybe it's confidential, but um, I'll, I'll just read a couple. And uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed these because they kind of freaked no. me out, but <laughs> Corey, like I said, I apologize in advance. I'm suffering over here, guys. Like, I don't think you understand. Anyone could be more scared than me. Well, it's Corey. All right. So, one of the scariest things that I've ever had happen to me involved the search for a young woman who gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled up under a large, rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack, and she was clearly in shock. She didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her to walk with us back to base ops. Along the way, she kept looking behind us and asking us why that big man with black eyes was following us. We couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop making faces at her. Oh, no. At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest 
saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. She wasn't going to go with him, she said, and she wouldn't give us to him. We finally got her to keep moving, but we started hearing these weird noises coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was almost insect-like. I don't really know how else to describe it. When we were within sight of base ops, the woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, He says to tell you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman saw it. Right after she says it, I hear that weird coughing right in my ear, and I just about jumped out of my skin. I hustled her to ops, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say, I was really happy when we left that area that night. That's Wait, it, you're done. You're no, 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 no. Like no. But is that, that, this is supposed to be real? My eyes are yeah, this is, these are his accounts of like, things that he's gone through when uh, he's been on like duty. <laughs> so this one's Wait, not. I'm sorry. Wait, is this in a national park? Did I miss this? Am I missing something? He's like a forest ranger, like a search okay. and rescue. So, oh, like so he could be called out like a park. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, this, look, look, like I said, this one, like I said, two, short, sweet. This is the other one. It's not as creepy as the. I know that sounded weird outside. This is not as creepy as this other one. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You guys are going to have to walk a circle. Yeah. Mostly just because, like, I'm, I'm, I know. I don't want to get murdered. Not because, like, I think a ghost is going to follow me home. But, uh, uh, like I said, this is the last one. It'll be short and sweet, but I want to put my lights on that. This is the last one I'll tell. This is his words. This is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Now, I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, search and rescue unit. Uh, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken, regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but even if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've gotten all so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore. On just about every case where, we re- where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30, 40 miles, At some point, we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about that, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very empathetically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now, and when I run into them, because it happens so frequently... And that's, that's really, I, I, I read like, I read some like accounts of like people seeing stairs and like forests. Why? We don't know. Yeah. They're just mysterious. Like, but I'm not really getting creeped out about it because I guess I don't understand. It's more of a thing. mystery. Like why are these stairs? You know how I am about like, if you don't give me answers to things. Yeah. Um, she knows. Cause with Midsummer, I was like, but why all these things? Why? <laughs> like I couldn't enjoy the movie cause it was like, it was a good movie. But I was also like, what the heck? I need to know more about the stairs. Well, you that's the thing. That no, that's... Did, I know. Wait, you Googled it? Oh, oh, that's the thing. So I was going down that uh, comment, like Reddit thread, mm-hmm. and somebody mentioned if you Google, like, staircase in woods, it'll show you, like, what they're talking about. Like, images will come up on Google. No, we're... No, we're good. You guys can do that on your own time. But... I don't want the images. I want to... I mean, someone out there has got to know. I just want to oh, know, yeah. like, do they think it's for, like... 
creature? No, but like you said, for... the, like you said, they're talking about like forty miles into the woods where nobody has lived for like as long as you can tell, and there's for some reason random. No, no, no buildings around it. No well, other structures. What are they worried about? Just staircases. If they yeah, stay away the from thing? it, like why can't they talk about the staircases? I mean, it is weird, and it, it would creep me out. But it's like, what have they seen on it, or what do they think comes from it, or hangs out around it that you can't we, shouldn't be on? He doesn't it? know because he, he he says even as an officer, they won't tell him. Like his superiors are just very tight lipped about it, but they tell him not to do it. Like not if you see it, don't do anything about it. Just ignore it. That's creepy. But you're right. Somebody has to know something about it, right? It's probably a government ploy. Why would they bring the aliens down? Right? Yeah. Someone's on the little staircase. Well, anyway, it's time for our uh, it's time for our happiest segment of the day. Can we check up on Corey? How you feeling, honey? God, I've never been this good in my life. My, I'm getting pretty. I'm crying. Like. Don't cry, guys. That no. first one made me and Corey cry. No, <laughs> your like, first I'm, ranger story. No, I got I'm, yeah. I like no, legit like, this had is, a uh, tear running down. Cause like it's also once again something I believe in, but it's also people like people are tormented out here about things that like they just can't seem to solve in their life, and like a lot of it's just stuff beyond their control and beyond everybody's control, and it's just like mm-hmm. damn. And it's weird that it said something so like personal about him mm-hmm. that he had to be like very close to his body to see and know. Right. You. Know, I mean, like, I remember when my mom telling me about like, my. Don't look behind me like that. Um, <laughs> I've been staring until I'm doing this whole time. Oh my god. Um, anyways, so my, I, mean, my, I remember my mom telling me about uh, <laughs> my step, my grandfather when he was in the hospital. Maybe my mom and my granny was telling me about my grandfather was in the hospital and he was passing away. But he was like, shit, they said he was just like staring in the hall and he was seeing things. It was, and it could be medication all of a sudden. Medication yeah. makes you hallucinate. But at the same time, it's like maybe he was really seeing people. Like he was like getting close to the other side. Like, he died like the next day. Maybe he was just getting that close to the other side where he was just seeing things that were happening on the other side. I once told my mother that a fear of mine was that when we die, we do actually see everything that's around us that we can't see now or hear or feel because now. you become part of the spiritual world yeah so i tell her that like i'm very scared that it's actually just gonna be like a but, scary ass thing like we're gonna die no, the last thing we see is like a scary ass thing like, yeah but i mean there's there's talks in the bible about when people see angels and they they're horrified of angels like you you, you think of an angel you think it's just beautiful like but like it's something you can't. It's it's like something so beautiful that you can't imagine that yeah. it would just end up scaring you because it's so beautiful. Like people fall on their face when they see God and stuff oh, like that. Because, I mean, that's what they say about like when we see Jesus. Like you, know, you, 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 so, you will have to fall on your face because you presence. can't. You can't stand it. Yeah. And like I can only imagine. But you're like scared of the angels, or you're just like, oh yeah, God, no. I don't know how. Well, to you're like, in. it's such a big presence that you you've never seen anything like it before. You don't know what it is. Like it, it would startle you. They're not like, hey, I'm an angel. Don't freak out. They're just like, no. There. I mean, I think, I think what we think of angels and like, you know, probably when we think of Jesus, like what we've seen in Bible and like, you know, Bible scriptures and stuff like that. Like right now, but like, no, like, <laughs> angels are like angels are described as these beautiful creatures. I, I think as humans, we don't truly know what beauty is because they, the devil is going to be the most beautiful. The devil is technically the most mm-hmm. beautiful creature there ever is or, or was. Right. Um, and he has these instruments that are coming out of his body and all this different stuff they describe in the Bible and Revelations. Um, 
But like, yeah, I think we don't understand what beauty is. I think we have our earthly understanding of it, but there's always going to be a higher understanding of stuff that like beauty really isn't going to be. Like, it's, it's it's something we won't better. We truly don't know. Yeah, I think we also just I, like to make everything fit into our like own understanding. Like everything's humanized. Like oh no, they're gonna be like a human. Like yeah. you know, like he's just gonna be like a tall, big stocky ass human with like this great beard and mm-hmm. it's like he honestly could be like a light or something or she or it or they or whatever god or a deity or whoever it ends up being <laughs> for those out there listening um like it Jesus, straight up they may Jesus just not King. be a human you know like the, i mean you well, know other, what other, i mean like, other people get that from like the bible says we were creating his likeness but, I mean, that could be our spiritual form. We don't necessarily know our mm-hmm. spiritual form. Like everybody, I think everybody believes that they have, like, some type of, like, inner soul or something like that. Yeah. But, like, you don't know what that looks like or it can be like. I mean, we see it in movies. It's like, you know, some hologram coming out of you and stuff like that. But you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And I, I think that's another thing. Like, people describe, maybe describe, uh, maybe describe demons as being scary. But maybe they're not scary. They're just so beautiful or something like that that you can't like you can't stand to see it as a person that's seen that hasn't seen it yet. Because you think about like um, like angels, demons were basically angels that have fallen from heaven. I don't think they changed their physical features or anything like that. They're probably still the most beautiful creatures they were when they were in heaven. They just have different you know motives and mm-hmm. yeah. They're like, hey, we're tricking you, bitches. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We out here. So me. me my belief, and this could probably be wrong, is like demons don't look different from angels. Like some people will see both and not be able to tell the difference. Like the Bible, I'm sorry, the Bible also says like that people have entertained angels without without knowing, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like people might be like seeing a homeless man on the side of the road and not, like they're just interacting with them, but it's really their angel that they're interacting with or stuff like that. So yeah, it's a lot of different theories that that affect me. Sorry, mm-hmm. not theories, but. Yeah. Don't be sorry. No, I ain't no sorry. I have talks like this almost every Christmas with my grandfather, just about like where he sits with everything because it's a pastor. So yeah, he's very much he's in tuned with. I mean, he has to be like he's probably and he's probably seen some things, things and people that he hope he never has to see again. I just force like. Like he probably like sees inside of people like when he's praying for him or something like that. I've heard about pastors doing that, like laying hands on somebody and they basically feel everything that person's felt for the last like thirty or whatever years that person's been dealing with stuff. My grandfather is like and not because he's my grandfather and not because he's a pastor. I don't know where where it comes from within him. But one of the kindest men I've ever met, just mm-hmm. in terms of like how selflessly he lives his life mm-hmm. um and i have wondered like where that stems from because of course i mean all pastors want to or priests reverence they want to do good for their community mm-hmm. you know what i mean but um a lot of times you can see where there's like a cutoff for them like okay i'll do up to this mm-hmm. for the people around me but he just goes above and beyond and i wonder if sometimes if it is like because he can sense certain things not like in a supernatural way yeah, probably but if he just like way. knows like 
It's her intuition. Maybe this person has X amount of bad energies that are, you know, catapulting them into the direction of their life that they are, that like all this good energy needs to be given to them finally. Like they haven't been around it. Another reason why I do think that things like abandoned houses or things mm. like that do fester like because of these bad things. energy that has mm -hmm. been put into it and like it creates a sort of like i don't know entity not like a demon entity but kind of like something that's like there to keep that energy there yeah and until like something that can counteract that has been put into it to displace it it'll just stay there forever it's almost like where there's no light there's darkness exactly mm -hmm. that, yeah. that's plain and simple where there's no yeah. light there's darkness there can be nothing else if there's no light there's darkness yeah now yeah, we can move on to the uh, most exciting and fun part which is Taste tests. All right. Hey. What, are we, what are we tasting? Well, first, we're not tasting the grand. I want to add some more. You can. You can just go up to uh, the mic. <laughs> but I brought something special for you all as a toast. Oh, Shafley, St. Louis. What's oh, yeah. That? It's a uh, Schlafly uh, pumpkin ale, which, I, in my opinion, is the best. That's just me. And also another Missourian, O'Fallon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Vanilla pumpkin. All right. Hey, what up, O'Fallon? So can you drink any of these? What up, O'Fallon? is a great place. They don't. It's okay. Ah! I only go there to pick up my knees. Okay. Well, we'll try the O'Fallon first, but um, in this spooky tradition, pumpkin season is upon us, so yeah, we'd like to try some. Mom's uh, favorite. Uh, well, you give me a very tiny amount. I actually hate pumpkin. There you go. Do you? Mm -hmm. I'm very sorry. This is so ignorant of me. There you go. So this Thank thing you. said Ooh. government warning, and because I thought this was Halloween themed, instead of seeing beverages during pregnancy, for some reason my eyes saw a bump in the night, and like I don't know what the <laughs> government would be worried. That's a real spooky. But I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> oh, man. So, we got the O'Fallon Vanilla Pumpkin Beer. Wait, let's all smell it. Ooh, first impression. Cheers, guys. Am I getting through the episode? Wait, are we, we almost um, done it. Are we Mythical Morning right now? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Mythical yeah, Morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sink, dink I'm it. Brett. Dink it and sink it. I don't know what Mythical Morning is. You watch it. They're good. Yeah, they're, they're funny, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's good. That's good. Yes, that's pretty good. Whoa! Hey, liked it. I, I don't <laughs> like pumpkin. <laughs> I'm not mad about this. I think it's because it has the vanilla in it. Yeah, I think the vanilla helps a lot. Wow, that's pretty good though. Whoa. She's sweet. That's the first time I've had it too. <gasps> well, that one at least. You like that? Because you know I hate beer. I do, but you, you can drink, but you can drink that, huh? This is good. Yeah. yeah. Now this is why. This mm. is the reason I go crazy for pumpkin spice things. Cause it's good. No. I don't. If I'm gonna Haley, Haley, I didn't like Haley's face on that. I don't know about that. it. I'm a sweet potato kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, Corey, sweet potatoes are pumpkins all day, but pumpkins still fucking good. Mm. Now this one, well, this one is really good from the Teat at uh, Schlafly Brewing, St. Louis. Teat. Well, Shout yeah. out to our sponsor, Schlafly, today, <laughs> in the great city of St. Louis. Oh. Um. 
can we go to St. Louis soon? Yeah, that's such take a, a weekend. cheap everybody, trip. Everybody wants to say, everybody wants to do that. I don't know when though. We'll figure it out. We'll do a weekend trip. We gotta go before the weather gets terrible. No, that's going. Let's just plan going to spring. It's that's not fun. worth going anymore. Yeah. We can get some Chinese food. Some emos. I don't know, Corey. When is my birthday? March 18th. It's in April. April Late 18th. 20s. All right. So April the April Oh, I remember that. I tried for him. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I will remember the smell like. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It smells a little bit like a cookie. Like maybe like a gingerbread Yeah. You're not yeah. mad at the smell. Oh, I like this better. Yeah. Mm. This is much better. It tastes like butt. I guess Haley's used to eat. No. Yep. Only. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All days that end in no. Y. I don't like dark. I don't like beer, oh. but I especially don't oh. like dark. We'll talk, we'll talk about that yeah, later. That one's okay. I like the, vanilla, the vanilla. Yeah, the other one. The I will Van- say. The vanilla. Vanilla. The bump in the night. <laughs> no, that no, was that this was one. The bump in the night. I like that VP. Vanilla pumpkin. Yeah, this one is not bad. But I mean, Boy, yeah. are you okay? I mean, give give me your hand, sweet child. Give me your hand. Let my muscles for you. Man. No, Where that might make you have worse dreams. I'm gonna have fucking sleep paralysis messing with the muscle relaxers. <laughs> like, oh. oh man. Ooh, lactose free. Before you even fall asleep, I don't can't move. I don't want no Okay, so That's I'll fine. be the tallier as we you can continue to sleep. Um, I can't eat any of everyone these. Everyone, shh, 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 shh. Go, go, go. Yes, okay. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Sounded like rain. Check out Haley's ASMR channel. <laughs> this has been ASMR with Haley. Oh man, I'm so excited. All right, so we got to try these at the same time. I personally, okay, so I guess I can tell the audience because they can't see this. Uh, we are, or I am at least. Have you guys tried these? No. Okay, we are all trying for the first time the Halloween edition cereals. So that includes Frankenberry. Booberry and Count Chocula. I feel like I had Count Chocula growing uh, up. I feel like once you've had one chocolate cereal, you've had them all, but you yeah, never know. All the same. Cookie Crisp. I don't like Cookie Crisp. No, man. like Cookie Crisp. It's just cookie. <laughs> like <gasps> Cookies you and milk. It. Cookie Crisp. It's you just said, cookie. I don't like Cookie Crisp. <laughs> I don't like Cookie Crisp. <laughs> you have to say cookie. All right. Which all right. One which one should we? Uh, I guess the berry. Which one? The pink one? Yeah. The All right, Frankenberry. I accidentally already tried this one earlier. I did too, but. Don't tell them that. Mm. Yeah, I don't hate it. <laughs> hmm. How's that milk? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How's the gelatin? All right, guys. Well, uh, sorry, but the, the uh, taste test cut off. Um, I guess one of the ghosts in our apartment decided we were done for the night. So, um, just to recap, cow chocolate ended up being the winner. Yay. Chocolate cereal is better, but it's so much freaking sugar. Yeah, it's a lot of sugar. In that cereal. Like, I have a headache just eating like half a bowl. Mm. Yeah, but it was damn good. Hashtag vegan life. <laughs> yeah, that's why we had oat milk. I'm going to plug my life right so I like Frankenberry personally. <laughs> yeah, but blueberry was the worst because they didn't have any flavor. Yeah, blueberry sucks. 
So it was sugar. Don't get blueberry, but count chocolate and frankenberry for the win. Oh, so where did it go? Right, Hamlin? Mm-hmm. Okay. She wasn't paying attention anymore. No, she wasn't. She was out. Anyway, no, um, thanks, guys, for sticking with us and uh, crying with us and laughing with us. It's we, been, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. We will uh, see you out there on the Halloween trail. Have a safe night and uh, anything you guys want to say? Papa I think Scooty. I just want to say. Papa Scooty. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Not <laughs> <laughs> you guys. I don't understand. Corey and Juan. Yes. Um, I guess I just want to say thank you guys for being so supportive of our time on your podcast. Yes. Thank you. We do appreciate it. You guys are uh, highly sought after, so. Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> You're just <right>. take it. <laughs> um, well, anyway, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Bye, Fredward. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.